Good to see you too. How are you? Good, Mimo. Good. This is my baby turned four. Ah. Wow. Hey, well, I just I just went ahead and started the recorder, guys. So let me just do a quick introduction. What's up, everybody? This is the Let's Talk About It podcast with Chef Dominic Valenzuela. I'm featuring two great chefs today, two great friends, uh, Chef Ernesto Duran of uh, Corn Maiden at the Hayatamaya and Chef Marie Yadniguez from Boca Dios. Boca Dios. Howdy, howdy. How's it going? We're, we're in quarantine right now, so they're on the phone call. Um, yeah, man. How are you guys doing? How are you guys holding up? Safe and sound at home. Yeah. Marie? Hey, we... Hold the, hold the phone closer to your... To your boca. We can't hear you. A little bit. Can you hear her okay? I'm sure she has headphones. Hold on. Oh, there, we go. there you go. That's right there. That's yeah, better. That's yeah, that's much yeah. better. Okay, so they went on the goddamn car. I have car to drive, so... If I'm scared, that's why my wife is driving. You're driving right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, Carla Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, let's start with you, Ernesto. Just tell us about the situation um, that happened once this all went down at the Hyatt. You know, it's kind of a big... Uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny enough, man. Um, right as this whole situation started to sort of, like, um, take, you know... It's true path as, as, that it's on right now. I actually resigned from the Hyatt and I was joining the, the heritage team. And so basically I put my, my resignation in and in the middle of the whole resignation, it kind of just got cut short. And I ended up um, ending employment with Hyatt on good standings and all that. And then um, beginning with heritage. And then before my actual start date, was, was to happen, I was furloughed with Heritage. So I never even started with the new spot. Oh, wow. I was just like right in between. So I was literally, uh, I haven't been in, in the kitchen since the, about the 13th of March. Oh, wow. Dang. Wow. So that's, that's, I left the 16th. <laughs> yeah, see, that's crazy. That's why I was like telling you, Dom, like, if you need like free labor, I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll do whatever. I just want to. I just need to get in the kitchen, you know? Oh, okay. It's crazy. Um, Chef Marie, what about you? Well, we closed March uh, March 16th, dude, and um, we stayed closed until about two weeks ago. I've been at work for two weeks straight now because it uh, it had already started impacting us, you know, the week yeah. before, yeah. being downtown and stuff. So it, our, our sales had already gone down 60 70% right away Right. before any, any anything really hit. So, and again, you know, I got, I got fucking scared. Yeah. <laughs> I got scared. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, none of us have ever seen this kind of thing, and I'm a paranoid person as it is, but this kind of, kind of freaked me out a little bit, like, with my mom and my sister and my grandson, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, and if I get it, because I have some lung issues, um, you know, yeah. dating back to back in the day and stuff, where I've got pneumonia and stuff, so I have pretty scarred. And if I were to get something, it's gonna, it's gonna tear me up. So I got scared, I got scared. Yeah. And I closed everything down and, uh, you know, did what I was supposed to do. And I did it for a month, man, but we lost a lot of money. Bills kept piling up and <clears throat> depression sets in, I'm sure. Yeah. Everybody understands that. Yeah. And uh, we started back up like two weeks ago, but had to change our total operation, basically. Yeah. Um, 
so one of the main issues for you, I mean, just to continue to to stay afloat is, I mean, you have a you have a pretty decent sized staff, and and it looks like all hands are needed. You know, there's not really much on your prep. Yeah, it's, it's straight up prep, bro. If we don't have that prep done, we're not going to get through a lunch. And and honestly, I didn't think we were going to have the attention that we got. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I thought yeah. it was going to trickle in and trickle in, and we ended up getting pretty busy the first week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. This week, this, this last week has been pretty steady. It's been oh. real steady. <clears throat> That's what I need. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you were know, missed. You know, you, you were definitely have... missed. People were looking for you, I'm sure of it. And um, for you not to be there, very, very smart for you on the 16th to have closed. I'm so happy to hear that, that you made that risky, um, brave fucking move because... You saved your ass by doing that at that very moment. You know what I mean? And you, Dominic, you're very brave for keeping going at that time because there was two, two, two routes you could take at that moment. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, both routes are, who the hell knows? Yeah. Who knows? You yeah. know what I mean? All you can hope is that you're crawling through on the other end. And, you know, the fact that both of you guys were, you know, the bills are never going to go away. None of this, this, you know, it's like... It's, it's unbelievable the impact that it's having just on each one of our households. Absolutely. You know, not, 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 not even to mention the economy, you know, on, on our relationships with our with our wives and, and our significant others. And it's like, it's just very, very um, scary. You know, it's scary to see how, how much we're being tested. Absolutely. Yeah, they, and they all is a test right now. Like, I commend Dominic every day. I went to go see him. And when I saw him, I was scared as shit just because I'm out in the public and that was the first time I yeah. been out. That was the first time I ate out. But yeah. he's the only person I dressed in. So I was like, I want to go see dogs. Because yeah. watching him, watching Yumiel and Israel, and you know what I mean? You guys out there just fucking tearing it up, all these food trucks, tearing it up and, and, and risking everything, risking everything every day. Like, I think the fucking fired the shit out of me and made me realize I need to, I need to get off my ass. Well, yeah, well, you you two are, I'm sorry, Dom, no. for just what's going, but you two are like, you're on the forefront of this this sort of fast casual movement. You've been on the forefront of it for years, so your operation, you know, you, of course there's a few things that are going to change for you, but you're, you guys are on the forefront of this, of this movement, and being able to um, sort of adapt to what's going to happen is going to be much easier for you than it is for certain realms like <clears throat> I'm glad it's us it's us three because you know I'm sort of coming from this fine dining world that has, was already a very very um, unicorn mythic creature that shouldn't exist because it's not profitable it's not responsible it's in fact the opposite in many regards paying so much for the food that you know it's, it's basically supposed to fill our bellies so I think that portion of the world is going to cease to exist for a good amount of time because um, picture yourself Paying, and I have it written down in this paper, paying for Michelin with a mask on. Yeah. You know, I had, a, I had a few meals in New York City and they changed my life, but I can't picture having those meals with a mask and with a song, sommelier, smelling the wine, and, and you know, Dom, you work with sushi, you touch the fish with your hands and the, and the rice, you're supposed to feel the temperature. Mm-hmm. How the hell are you supposed to do that with gloves on? You know, we're yeah. trust yeah. sushi guys more than most people to touch our food. It's, it's, it's yeah. really... It's a scary um, transition that's going to be made for a lot of people, but I'm glad to see you two where you're at because you are going to lead the way and to go technology and and you like she said we trust you. You are yeah. the names we trust. You are the people we trust. 
So moving forward, those are the people we're gonna, and, and it's shitty to say, but people are gonna be opting for the fast food because of the standardization of that, of that, of that industry. Mm-hmm. So become that, I'm telling you both, become that standardization. And now we've been talking about training forever. Yeah. You know, training yeah. is, is humongous right now. Absolutely. You need to have people who are responsible, ethically high integrity individuals. Absolutely. There can be people who are gonna be questionable with this. Moving forward, you can't come to work sick, man. Exactly. That was something we believed in our whole careers. Yeah. yeah. Get sent home, mm-hmm. you don't call in. Absolutely, absolutely. No, you get your, like I know as soon as my staff walks in, I can tell in their voice. Say what? Nothing's like it all. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck home. <laughs> like, 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 don't even do this. You're at home. Yeah, and yeah. I've been like that all the time, and I'm a glove wearing motherfucker as it is. Yeah. So I've been in the corporate world for a long time, where you know Dominic knows this. You come in sniffly, we we're investigating you. We send you home. Oh yeah. And we don't stand for it because we cannot no. afford. We've been living with risk of the flu and all that at work in our world because we're so confined and there's forty of us. Yeah. You yeah. can't all get sick at the same time. It'll it'll crush a corporate kitchen. Absolutely. Same exact thing yeah. in your world. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Everybody does everything. Yeah. You know, we talking to. to wash their hands all day long. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, talking to both of you guys. Um, you know, I mean, Ernesto, you you came, you come from a corporate world, so dealing with like a lot of employees, um, it sounds like so you were in a transition from the Hyatt to Heritage, and so you didn't have to actually lay off any of your employees. No, I was actually laid off. Yeah, yeah, First, you were actually because one. Because I had put my, I put my, my resignation in, so my boss was kind of like, you know, like, we're going to just cut it right now because we, I don't know what's going to happen in the next few days, and... Literally, 10 days later, they were all furloughed. Wow. All the white coats, all the sous chefs. Yeah. Wow. Chef Patrick himself, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then and then Marie, um, what was that like? I, I know that I have to be that owner on, on uh, the side of the call or on the side of the phone to tell your employees, like, I can't I can't pay you, you know? Well, you know, <laughs> being my little small business, babe, we've gone through shit like this before, not even because of being sick. Yeah. It's just because we're a small business and you don't know what you're going to make every day. I don't have anybody saying, hey, Marie, it's okay if you don't have payroll this week, I got you. Right. You know what I mean? I don't have any money yeah. to stack you in the bank yeah. just to pay everybody. I don't have investors. So when all this started happening, I'm very open with my guys. Right. Very open. I tell them all my shit. I probably tell them more shit than I probably should. Yeah. So when this all started happening i'm watching the news i'm paying attention because i know we're, we're gonna have to go with this you know what i mean absolutely so I, I warned them what was gonna happen and, and i told them well we gotta see what what the rules are gonna be and what's gonna be said yeah and when i told them they're like we figured you know we figured something was gonna go on yeah and uh we understood dude and we went in that next day up on the 17th and cleaned up the kitchen and i had just bought products for the for you know like oh, man. about 200 pounds of meat yeah i had already bought all that and um we just sent them home with all that food. It probably lasted them about two weeks. Wow. All four of my guys. Yeah. So we sent them home with all the food, cleared everything out, and, uh, you know, it, it was a sucky situation. Yeah. But, I, I did, you know, the thing is that's good with my guys is they understood that it's not my fault. Yeah, absolutely. It's not anybody's fault. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. And if we're not making the money, we're not making the money. Absolutely. You know, and it was a, it was a heartbreaking thing. I think more for me for, like, pride and... You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's so many things that have tried to take me down in this damn business. So many things of yeah. financials and people, and there's yeah. so many people have tried to take me down, and nothing takes me down. And I guess it. I and now the corona. Gone. 
Say yeah, what? Yeah, he told to let out the corona. Yeah, yeah the so corona. I let out the corona and said, Marie, you need to take care of home. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, that, and that's what it was. Yeah. It's, uh... It's definitely hard being in this industry and and like just you know it's a it's a it, it's a beginning position for a lot of people you know and then like one of the like kind of a comeback position for some people who have made the bad decisions in life you know and their uh, yeah. their first opportunity back to getting a job you know so a lot of these people are already not in good situations and uh, for something like this to happen and one of our biggest concerns I know as as owners is the is the overhead is the rent you know like when this all was happening. Yeah. Where was, like, I, I don't know if you guys have asked the same question, but why, I, I was t- under the assumption that everything was just going to be, like, on pause, time out, okay? The um, uh, the owners of these buildings or whatever, you know, renting us, renting us these spaces, like, you, I was going to think that they were just going to let us have a break, you know? A lot of these people, like, a break on their mortgage and stuff like that, yeah. but there's a lot of people uh, being thrown out on their ass, like right now because of this because like yeah, those, those people still you know where's where's my money you know yeah I oh did we lose Marie she, she paused yeah I think she paused she made it cut out she, yeah but you know a lot of people uh, just are struggling right now you know and that was one of the the things that that uh, you know really hurt me and kind of started uh, eating at me inside was you know being somebody who wants to do you know so much but just like there's there's nothing you can do you know like that that feeling of feeling vulnerable and and not able to to do anything about it you know to help everybody you know yeah there's there's going to be a lot of people um just day to day man i mean i i live across the street from a from a park and you know, people are sleeping in this park more often than not right. in the summertime, you know. Not just new, not right now just because of Corona. It's just something that happens in parks around now. I'm pretty it's so warm out here. Sorry, you know, and, Are you okay, back? It's okay. And, uh, you know, so I was just telling him about some, you know, the impact that I've seen in the community just around me is like, I live across the street from this park up here in the Heights. And in the summertime, it's not uncommon for people to crash out here you know, but and people and the and the people who sleep in this park, they know they're in a neighborhood, so they never tend to be disrespectful. They yeah. they never bother you. This 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 particular couple, they approached me and they were just sort of like, um, they're like, you know, of a place that might be feeding people. In my head, I had seen like a school that was feeding uh, kids lunches mm-hmm. every day from ten to two, and I mentioned that, and I was like. Well, they don't have kids, so they're not going to be able to get anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're up here in the Heights, and all the, the um, soup kitchens and all that, they tend to be down in the valley. You know, they're down yeah. in that area, 4th Street, down uh, South Valley, you know, all those areas where the food is being given. And I was just like, oh, dude, that it would just hit me very hard that they don't, they're not going to have anything to eat. And they're just waking up. They have two dogs. They came from California because they're homeless. You can tell they were like hippies. And um, <clears throat> they were just struggling, you know. So, and I came inside, and you know, when you're a chef, and you make food for someone, and you don't know like what that. Say you have to make food for a group of people of six people. They're telling you, right? right? You don't know any of these people. We just automatically, just because of how we are right now, we make gluten-free um, 
vegan shit. Like you'll be you made beans for that thing, for that soup thing. Like it's just a smart thing to yeah. separate it so people can have this and that. So I made them like an omelet with a bunch of vegetables, a, a, flat, a corn tortilla, so that in case you was gluten free. Right. You know what I mean? I didn't know what they were, what they had intolerances or anything. So I just made them a shit ton of eggs and vegetables and and corn tortillas and. I took it out there, gave them some bottled, or actually my wife sent me out later on with bottled water because I've forgotten it for the dogs and for them. And, yeah. you know, um, it's just, and he was just like, oh my God, thank you so much. And, and you know, like, you know that you, you, we cook for people every single day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we love it like still, I've seen you. It's an automatic. You're crazy with it. You're like, it, you're, it, it fills you up, and I can see you getting full of love and life when you're feeding people. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's exhilarating to watch. So, yeah. so to do that at a park across from your home, when you and your wife are sitting in there with every luxury you could freaking imagine, with filled with food, filled with with fridge filled with food and, and whatnot, and it's just like. You know, I, I can help these two right now and they can have a yeah. filler meal. Yeah. They're going to be full for 24 hours because they were both skinny people and I fed them a couple meals worth right. for both of them, you know? Just just because I can. Yeah. And it probably tasted fucking good too. You yeah, know? Absolutely. So that's yeah. the other thing. Yeah, that's it. I mean, right here in the park. That, I mean, that, right that, was, my whole, that was my whole shit being off for a month, dude. Because I'm interested in helping and giving and giving and giving and giving. And I'm like, I have not like a penny to spare. Mm-hmm. to like keep giving you know yeah. what I mean because I like to I like to give dude I like to feed people I like to what do you need I don't donate food everywhere I do all this you know what I mean right. I'm like I can't financially I couldn't even barely feed my own house much less like you know what I mean yeah everybody yeah. else bro and it, it was tearing me up like yeah. bad tearing me up I can imagine I can imagine um you know I mean that so so talking about like how things are going to be changing now for our industries um, you know, at least for the next year, uh, year I would say like things are gonna kind of be a little bit different. Um, a lot more to go takeout sales, so that like that's gonna up like uh, up in your costs and stuff like that for how much. Well, I mean, Marie, you did you did a lot of to go orders already as it was, but um, also pollution, like how that's gonna impact uh, you know the environment. You know, I, I, these little things like I start thinking about how. How everything is going to change, man. Um, what do you guys think? I think I think it's changing already, bro. I think yeah. this might be like the new norm for the next year or two. Yeah. Honestly, I think I think people and then right now everybody got used to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody got used to doing this, and maybe they find it more convenient at the same time that they don't even have to leave their house yeah. or leave their work. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been takeouts like this whole time, but. The, the part that changes, I think, not for so much to the people, but for, like, us, I think, in the restaurant. And, like, the way we talk, like, when I saw you the other day, I couldn't even run out there and hug you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, bug you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, shit like that, yeah. because I love to talk and shoot the shit. And having a big old window in front of everything, I can't hardly hear nothing. Yeah. And nobody can hear me. You know what I mean? And, and that's yeah. the whole, that's one of the things that, you know, I love and I take pride in at work is us being able to talk to make our customers feel good, explain things to them, especially if they're new, you know what I mean? Right. And when you order shit online, 
you know, you're taking what's on the menu, but you don't get like the whole feeling of it. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I mean, another thing to think about is just that, like that distancing, you know, like being people who like to embrace and feel somebody, you know, when you go for a handshake, you know, and you bring them in for a hug, like just little shit like that. Like we're, <laughs> we just have to like just barely touch each other, you know. And I don't know. It's okay, it's just I a weird feeling. Like, I'm gonna hug you. Huh? <laughs> I'm gonna hug yeah. you. Oh yeah. I Yeah. Um, but it's like one of those society things, you know, where like somebody will yeah. will see you hugging somebody or whatever, and then they're like, they're gonna start changing. <laughs> Don't do it, yes, man. Yesterday, yesterday they brought my grandson to me because I had to watch him, right? Yeah. But they brought him to me at like 1.30, 1.45. Of course, we run straight in and we're all confined in the back and I know all my shit's disinfected. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know we're good, but now we had like a couple of customers left up like looking there like, you know what I mean? He wasn't in the kitchen. He was sitting on a freaking chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like where normal people eat and sitting, <laughs> sitting there. They were looking at me like all weird and I felt that way. Yeah. I was like, fuck, they're judging me. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And then, like, right. I put sanitizer on about 100 <laughs> times extra in that five minutes. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, the- I mean, you just... These are natural things that you do, so right. that's the hard part. Dude. No, absolutely, up. absolutely. Um, what? So, kind of something as things are, um, you know, evolving with with it. Uh, I got to wondering. Okay, now they're talking about making a vaccine, so I started like getting into these like conspiracy type ideas. Have you guys followed any of the, like conspiracies? <laughs> they're gonna fucking drug us up, bro. <laughs> 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 I haven't I haven't looked at that. Um, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for for some <laughs> you know side stuff to get stashed in there like bio, you know, right? Uh, you know, sort of like <laughs> tracking. That's what I've been hearing and seeing a lot. Yeah. A lot of that chatter about like you know pairing the pairing the the anti serum with some sort of. Um, <laughs> Some sort of tracking device. You guys don't understand right now. We're we're all we all have our tracking devices on us at all times. You can't do without them. No, I know, you man. Already that, have, you we're already on have them one. right now. Well, they yeah. so much so. Okay, so so let's keep going with this. So even so much so that they started giving cell phones to like homeless people, right? Don't they have like a track phone or something they call it? Yeah. And they, they're Obama phone. So already giving them that, it's a way of tracking people still, you know, and tracking shit. Uh, so <laughs> imagine that like now, this is obviously something that they want everybody to get a vaccine for, right? Like like they, that's what they're gonna push, you know, cause- uh, Are you gonna get it? I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking, uh, like, because I'm a fucking weird fucker. <laughs> okay, so so they can either. I feel like people are not going to want to come around us unless you have it. No, for sure, for sure, exactly. Um, I feel like you know, when I was in the, when I was in the military when I first got to boot camp. Yeah. They put us in the line, right? And they just fucking you went in this line and you just got like seven shots. Yeah. From seven different people, and you even put it in your body. Yeah. Oh, man. If I already got all those, we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already been tracked. <laughs> That's no trap, though. Yeah. So I was thinking, if they, they're going to make you get it, you know, so it's going to become one of those required things. So then this is the perfect opportunity to either, if they have the technology, put a tracking device in us there, or um, what if this vaccine, because they're pushing for the vaccine so so quickly, but you're only giving it a certain amount of time to actually like 
to to see the side effects or what side effects can come from it. So what if you become a Republican? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> so, what if it? Yeah, man. What if it? <laughs> You know. So what if we take it? What if we all get the serum, okay? And then, like two years from now, that's when you start seeing people changing. Then this—that's your zombie apocalypse. It was Corona. Everybody thought that Corona was the zombie <laughs> shit, but no, no, no. This was just the prequel up until the zombie movie. You know, I think I was thinking about that shit one day. I was sitting here talking to my wife, and I thought. Why don't they just go to your door to door to see if you have it? Like you know, they do the census and yeah, like that, and then right? they go between the They should just have the census. People switch over with the different right. equipment. That's yeah, that's the paper they, and pad. You have now have test kits. So and I think. Then they thought, well, then they could just put like a like a mark on your house. Yeah, right. <laughs> you then you just mark on your house saying you're clean or you're not. So all you're gonna ever look for is those red X's, like fucking zombies. No, for real. <laughs> so that's like it's like the 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 sexual predator fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. Goddamn dude, you'll do that to who has a corona. <laughs> That's what they're trying to create, that database where, where you can track people with the coronavirus. Oh, for sure, yeah. man. They free to know some privacy there, buddy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, so it started in China. And then, like, China, you know, blew up with cases and stuff like that. But then it just kind of, like, flatlined at some point. Have you guys, have you guys like, kept up with any of that? Like... There hasn't been. Sorry, I'm turning this show into a total like conspiracy theory show. But yeah. But then, but then the Chinese put it out. Yeah. And then you know gave it to one person and it went crazy. But I'm thinking they're saying that this shit was here since November, October. Yeah. All the fucking balloon fiesta, bro. Everybody in the world comes to balloon fiesta. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. It came from here, bro. Yeah. Balloon fiesta set it off. Oh. Bro, think about it. Yeah. A lot of people I know were sick. Even my mom. I remember my my mom's already a sick lady. She yeah. was so sick in November, dude. Yeah. I thought she was gonna die. <laughs> there was a lot of bronchitis and that at yeah. that time, huh? Yeah. Yeah, they said she thought she was she, my mom was a sick lady as it is, bro. But she like she couldn't breathe. She had the worst wheezing cough I'd ever heard in my life for like a yeah, I had some family members who were experiencing some symptoms like that and we were just like Yeah, right. And then <laughs> when it all came back around we we're like, Oh, maybe <laughs> that's what Yeah. That's wild. Man. I think that's the beautiful thing is that nobody knows if they have it. They had it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's why a lot of people are like pushing right now. Fucking open everything back up because it's, it's almost like you, there's not much you can do. But I don't know. New, New Mexico has seemed to like been way ahead of it. You know, uh, I think the governor at, at, did a really good job. Man. And and I really didn't know much about our governor until uh, this time. But she is uh, she's really awesome, man. It's really good she's, to. Uh, she's a fantastic. I've known her for years before she was a governor. Yeah. She and deserves it. She yeah. deserves her position, and um, you know she's she's done a very good job communicating with all of us and um, kind of setting some guidelines that were actually manageable for many people. And you know, kind of because you know, lots of the youth don't quite understand um, the magnitude of like, you know, you can go home and make your grandmother or grandfather or mother or father 
very ill just from going out to the store. Yeah, you know, they because yeah. these kids are also they're so young they're they're they're, they're immature naive minds it, it, it they'll start to argue with you like well if I'm going to go to Walmart to go get groceries then I'm, aren't I risking our lives then and it's like yes you are because we have to eat yeah or else yeah. you wouldn't be going out there risking our lives to get right. food so I, you know you can't go to birthday parties you can't go to this you can't go to that you have to make sure that you're you're just being responsible and it's hard for everyone I'm struggling with it I go out on my bike on my motorcycle for a ride just because I need to get air but I haven't been in contact with anyone in, in, in a couple months just about now and it's it's like I'm pretty much a hermit as it is but it's crazy now it's different it's noticeable right oh dude I feel the same way like but I think a lot of the younger generations they don't take their grandmas and grandpas as serious as we do. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. for Asian yeah. like grandmas and grandpas are parents, they're that's like your everything. That's like you know what I mean? It's a generational thing, it's a traditional thing and stuff like that. But I, I've noticed even with my own nephews. You know what I mean? My own yeah. nephews and, and friends, kids and stuff, I'm like, What the fuck is wrong with you? Like do you not like where where are you getting this from? You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. you're not understanding you can go home and get grandpa sick and then grandpa's not gonna be here next week. Yeah. And then what, what, you know, what are you going to do with that $20 that you need every goddamn day? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But they don't, they, they think, I think they don't feel the same way as we do as about our mamas and daddies. This thing has killed more people than the Vietnam War. Yeah. Four yeah. months. That's the yeah. Vietnam War was 13 years long. Yeah. When you have, want to tell a kid, when you want to make an impact on their mind, give them that stat and let them know, like, yo, um, China had something like, they have something like three and a half billion people, and we have 325 million people, and we have like 10 times the amount of deaths. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the reporting is off there too, but still, even the reporting being that much off, are you kidding me? Yeah. You kidding me? It would be different if it just happened in Italy, and then like one or two yeah. people got food here or something because of it, but this is literally a whole world, a yeah. whole fucking world. Like, it's not just one state. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, in, in a communist country, you can make your your citizens stay home and they can't leave the house because they could be arrested. They have real serious, you know, precautions that they have to take or else they're going to go to jail. So China shut the country down. You know, Absolutely. they shut the country down. Like, you can't come out or you want to go to jail. Over here, you have, you have um, housewives arguing with police officers in parks so the children can play on a contaminated fucking park. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you not worried about your kids? Because yeah, it's that one Becky. thing. It's that, it's that one thing that maybe could take your kid down, whether your kid's healthy or not. You don't know how it's going to affect your body. Right. It's really, it's really scary to watch some of these videos. Like, it's like, um, it's cringeworthy to watch some of these ladies. Like, I watched like a 40 minute video that one of my friends sent me, and it was like, these ladies fighting with a police officer, she finally got arrested because she was just being belligerent. She yeah. was like, are you going to arrest me? Are you going to arrest us? Why, why do we? And then they're just letting their kids go play again. And the cops are like, don't, you don't have to be angry with us. The mayor is the one who's making this order and it's for your safety. Like, yeah. it, you don't, you don't understand like, yeah. And it, the fallout is beginning because people who at the beginning were doubters are now dying from it. Yeah. Yeah, and those are the so, that, now it's hurting them. Those are the biggest crybabies about it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. What the, it's just like it's, 
everyone should have been supporting one another instead of instead of really just like turning their blind eye to. It was almost like people were not caring or understanding how big it impacts the older the older um, generation. You know, the, the seniors are it's it's detrimental to their health to catch yeah. this virus, and young people are not showing the care that they need to in order to um, preserve the their life you know it's going to be very impactful the next year moving forward if that if that like um lack of like just awareness it doesn't doesn't show up in their minds real soon because you know i'm seeing like kids everywhere still yeah and, no and i see that gathering. The, the kids aren't understanding with these with these older generations dying it's, it's taking out history yeah. That's how we go. That's how we do our history. That's how we get our education. Yeah. Absolutely. Is by our older, our older gente. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that's how we. That's how we learn how to survive. Because phones and the technology ain't gonna keep you alive. Absolutely. You know, we we definitely are that that awkward gener- generation. You know, that has been having a taste of both of these worlds. You know, the simpler, the simpler time. You know, before technology. And all this shit, and then this time where technology is everything. You know, you you can't leave home without it. You know, it has all your files, everything that you need, all your pictures. They're all there. They're too va- they're too valuable to us now yeah. to not have. You know, um, it's such a trip, man. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting to see. I mean, to be a part of something like this, though. You know, I mean, at the same time, you know, for somebody like me, like. I view life as just like this story that uh, that I'm just playing out, you know, that I'm not yeah, trying yeah. To, to have too much attachment to uh, because a lot of it, I, you know, um, there's no way that I could, you know, so it, it's just, just taking it day by day. Um, so I'm just kind of excited to see how we keep progressing, how things develop, you know, and, 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 um, uh, to see how long it is before we get out of this, you know, like we could. We have to adapt. We want yeah. to adapt. Exactly. Keep, um, keep evolving. That's all we can do is keep trying to keep up with the time and keep evolving. Yeah. Keep it up. Imagine, imagine some of like the youth that are growing up right now. If this is something that they will talk about uh, to their kids or whatever, like there was a time when we could actually hug people, you know, and that we didn't have to have these totally these type of ways of life you know we you could literally walk up and hug somebody on the street you know and they're like what <laughs> even even to a even to a further extreme what if we're what if we're um talking to our kids about the time where you could go sit down in a restaurant yeah 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 you know and what if that's the reality you know and um what if this disease evolves past a, a serum you know, or, or pass the vaccine. Yeah. What if it evolves past it? Well, by the time they create it, it's already evolved past that. And, you know, um, it's, it's just like seniors, for instance, they're, I read something with like about 1978, or I don't know if I got the number correctly, but there was a certain time, maybe 74, where seniors were going off to Vietnam War. Wow. Yeah. So they graduated high school. Yeah, so, right away. so so kids not getting their senior year right now, they have to take that into perspective. That does that is very unfortunate because we all know how how important those times are for you and oh, how fragile your mind is in its development at that stage. And you know, there's 
what, when I was a senior in high school, <clears throat> the World Trade Centers were, were uh, attacked. And I remember my dad telling me that morning, he was just like, you're gonna remember this forever and it's gonna be something that happened your senior year. And you know, and what's even crazier about that is six months before that, when I was a junior, we were at the World Trade Centers taking a tour of that place. Wow. In, in 2001, in May, we were, we were at the World Trade Center. Yeah. So 2001, September, they went down. So we were in those towers. I pictured them. I, I had never been there before. So when they went down, I was like, wow, I was in that building half a year ago. And, yeah. you know, and that was a huge impact on my life. Even having been in the building and then watching them the, with my dad standing there as the second plane hit that, that other tower, it changed me forever. And it, and it made oh, me wow. like, like that's, what's gonna, that's how this, these kids are going to be impacted because you know however many people this is going to be at that many people die when they were seniors yeah from a from an airborne disease absolutely we have to yeah. wear masks though yeah. moving forward since that year we've worn masks everywhere outside right yeah you know what i mean being those protective on your life you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah hopefully, hopefully people people hopefully people learn from it and even i mean ourselves i know i learned a lot about a lot of shit <laughs> yeah. And a half. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah. I learned a lot, patience. a lot of perspective came into my life. Patience, patience, you know. Um, realizing I worked too goddamn much. Yeah. Realizing I'm missing out on life. How absent, uh, how absent we've been in our family's lives, and how fulfilled, yep. how fulfilled they are, having us here every day, yep. and um, being able to see us. And I, I started this text thread with my family. Believe it or not, just right now during this. And I, I never had one with my mom, my dad, and my sister. And now we have this thread that we talk like 10, 20 times a day. My yeah. wife is that way. She's been that way. She talks to her sister and her mom FaceTime all day, every day. And yeah. you know, I mean, I'm just not that way. So this is how to be to become like, it's like all open conversation with this technology. We it's can like aware, dude. It's yeah. aware. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and it's fun. You know, I hate to be enjoying it as much as I am, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude. Um, I I don't know. I like. I realize how much it how much it helps my wife for me to be home, and for yep. me not to be home, just sit on the fucking couch and not do nothing. Yeah. Makes me realize, you know, I talk to my daughter a lot more now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. A, and we were always me and her are close, close, but like now it's like it's different. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like and, we're all together alone. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That quote is uh, yeah. like but, we're but together makes, alone. Yeah. How the hell are we alone so crazy, but I've never talked to my parents more. Yeah. Right? This shit is bringing everyone closer. Me and you, dog, we don't fucking text a lot. Like, every, yeah. every four or five months. No, I know, we right? Read it, but, like, now we're, like, texting, and I'm texting Ra all the time, and yeah. just texting Mark. Yeah. Talking to everyone, like, just... just Fuck, I even started talking to Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, you realize a lot of shit, you know, you realize what's important and what's not important in life, and during these times, I think that's what a lot of people have done, I hope they have, you know, because you realize that your shit's not more important than somebody else's. No, for sure. You you gotta commend what him and Dom did, and Mark went on the little binger where he was texting me, and he was like 70-some days straight without a a day off. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was like going in and and grinding and making breakfast and then going for a run and then going doing lunch and he yeah. had to furlough everyone so you have that yeah. on your shoulders 
You have to fucking furlough your whole team, and then you have to go and prep their work. Yeah. You don't and stop. You have to do yeah. Forty, yeah. fifty covers a day by itself. That's mm-hmm. madness. That's crazy. Yeah, totally. and, and um, so I was super happy. I was proud of him. You know, I think he did good. Oh yeah, dude. He fucking he just came through. You know what I mean? He fucking came through, and a lot of I think a lot of sheriffs have. I think a lot of people are talking more than what we've ever talked before. No, it's so, not that we don't want to talk it's that we only see each other at special events you know what I mean yeah when do we when do we see each other besides that's, Super that's Bowl it. and all those things you know that's yeah. it dude so right now I think it's brought our community even it's already close as fuck and now it brought it even closer right so now we're realizing like damn we are all in the same game no matter what no matter where we work what kind of food we sell we're all in the same damn game absolutely yeah. Absolutely, man. It's a it's a good feeling. It's been, you know, definitely uh, one of those things like nine eleven that you know you see the human connection more and stuff, and people like, you know, really uh, being thankful for each other and um, you know just kind of expressing a little bit more. You know, um, like when nine eleven did, when we just saw like how precious life is, you know, and and what it means to a lot of people and how it just can change the whole course of time. You know, when this whole thing started, I kind of said that um, it's almost like because everything was like so perfect. And then all of a sudden, boom, it was just like taken from us, you know, like us Americans is yeah. just like having all these, yeah. these freedoms, you know, and then till they're kind of taken from you where you're like, oh, oh, shit, you know, yeah. like. Um, it's like the same old shit, dude. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. Know? You know? And you never even you never even gave it a chance to know what you had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're always. Everybody's so focused in mindset on what's going on in their life that you're not paying attention that somebody else had worse days than you did. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All of us are having the same fucking day right now. So All of us are having the same day right together, now. Together, together, yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, that helps. You know, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of uh, the the people that I worry about is the people is our people. You know, the are these cooks. You know these cook level cook ones or whatever cook twos and stuff um that remembering where i was at that point in life and stuff and if i was at their age now going through this uh like might go like a little bit crazy <laughs> you know just because uh, you know a lot of people we work with have add and adhd you know and uh just these uh really uh, tentative disorders where they just have a million they need a million things you know their, their minds move yeah. that fast you know so just wondering like what they're going through right now you know um how they're coping with that you know I mean, you've seen a lot of uh a lot more an increase in domestic abuse and stuff like that yeah. right now too you know so yeah. there's that opposite yeah. side of the spectrum of like being close with the people that we love but then there's also this like, fuck, I gotta be in the same room with this monster, with this person that I hate. All you day know? long. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a humongous nightmare for, for many individuals like experiencing that abusive parents, abusive partners, um, starving, starvation. People, some children, um, they depend on eating lunch to have their only meal of the day, as sad as it sounds. And, um, it, that hits really close to home for chefs, you know. And another thing, another thing that you're saying, like that, a lot of our, like you're worried about a lot of our cooks and a lot of that. Um, um, you have to think about um, the impact that the stimulus and that the extra unemployment that's being dropped on some of these guys is going to have. Um, it's doubling some people's income, you know. And 
Um, yeah. People yeah, are not going to want to come back to work. They're going to they're going to stay home. Mm-hmm. I've already been here. Dealing, instead of coming and dealing with me on a day to day basis, day in and day out with that dude and how demanding he is, I'm just going to stay home and collect a thousand dollars a week because I'm only making four hundred, five hundred a week. Um, you know, yeah. why would I go back? Yeah. Yeah, but so but that's a lot scary. Of- that's yeah, that that'll collapse. Our, our industry if they don't realize that like no, that sure. $600 as precious as it is cannot fucking last longer than the, than the stay home order yeah. you understand what well, I'm saying yeah, yeah and the thing is too like I've already talked to a bunch of my restaurants <laughs> and stuff and they're already telling me that their employees straight up told them I'm not coming back to work because I'm making more money here straight up yeah. dude gonna sit there I'm home and it's just like that. It is. It's going to kill the industry if that's the way it is. But people have to understand too that unemployment is going to it's going to stop. It's going to eventually run out. Yeah. So it depends on yeah. your whole life. You know what I mean? And it's going to run out. But when it runs out, you'll never be able to get it into it. So if the ever catastrophic happens, then you'll be able to Not get safe it. Not again. This is a one or two times thing. And that's what it. If people, realize, if people have to realize that they have the opportunity to go back to work, they need to take their asses back to work because yeah. they don't know if August, October harder strain is going to come because that's what they're talking about yeah. that it's going to be worse yeah then then what are you going to do then and that's Christmas that's Thanksgiving that's like that, you know what there's, I mean there's going to be no more savings those of us who had savings on this first round that shit's not going to exist in December yeah that's yeah. going to be gone yeah. yeah you know some people got lucky now you know that's that's great great good for you but yeah. moving forward what about what if this happens again yeah right or what if you're just working somewhere and the place closes down and you're out of a job for a little while? You know what I mean? Like you know, you know what? What I was I was listening to a podcast with David Chang and he was saying that his business in payroll every week half a million dollars in payroll a week. Wow. So he was like, he's like, I I chose to pay my people for for a month and 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 that cost me two million dollars. You know, my company is not worth a lot of money. He's like, yeah. if I continue to go another two months, my whole company goes under. Those people don't have a job to come back to. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what the fuck do I do? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's another thing. Like, if you continue to pay your people out of your own pocket, you're not going to have a job. They're not going to have a job to come back to, so you're going to help them right now. But how are you going to help them after this? How are you going to help yourself out? You have to stop. That's why I'm proud of you, what you did at the 16th. You have to just stop because you will drown and you will never come back from it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You cannot survive. I knew you would be going. Not even with the two months. Because you know, because you know how, how, how thin these margins are. They're thin. Bro, we're day to day. We work with our day to day. Day to day, man. What I make today is what I can buy for tomorrow. You know what I mean? David Chang, David Chang owns, I don't know, 20 restaurants and he's day to day. Yeah. He's day to day. He's like, I'm just waiting. I listen to his podcast a lot. And six months ago, he's like, he's like, I'm just waiting for this to crumble, man. He's like, every day, I'm just waiting for my restaurant to crumble. I want to come in and get that email or get that message. Like, what the fuck's going to happen where my business is going to end? He's like, I live my life on this edge. That's what keeps me where I'm at because I have this edge. You're walking on eggshells, bro. You're walking on eggshells all day. What are you doing? The only way to survive. Who's going to try to take you down today? Who's going to come save this? The only way. Yeah. So it's all the way up. All the way up. Yeah, all the way. 
all the way to New York City. Yeah. And that was eighty percent of those restaurants in New York City are not coming back. Yeah. Bro, eighty percent. They're not coming back. I was back. watching. I was watching even Dominic Corinne, dude, in L.A. She put up a GoFundMe that first week because she was already in the hole. Wow. Uh, She's in the hole to begin with because she has stars. Yeah. You don't make yeah. money in Michelin. You exactly. make money off book endorsements and and, and, and and all those deals. Yeah. Yep, that's it, dude. And I was just watching that shit and I was like, holy shit, all these people that you don't think that would be in the same boat as we are, they're all in the same boat, dude. Yeah. On the same goddamn motion. Yeah, it's really it's really uh something crazy, man. Um You know shit, I had a thought and I lost it. Uh, <laughs> sorry. No, no worries. The internet is so off. So <laughs> So, if things, Ernesto, what, um, have you heard anything back from Heritage as far as, like, um, kind of, like, letting you know kind of what's up and coming? Are you still, like... Well, yes, um, the, the, the corporate chef went back today, or not today, I'm sorry, last week he started back, and, um, I'm supposedly coming back in the next couple of weeks, so, you know... Okay. Next in line is, is, is a couple of us staff members, and then and then moving forward, we're gonna get each each position back from furlough. I believe the whole lot of, of associates are furloughed. Yeah. Gilbert is first back, and then and then the rest of us will start to trickle back. I believe. Okay. And uh, why why did you say that you took that position again? <clears throat> um, you know, the more I start to see, and it, it, it I, I'm the type of person who who gains influence from a bunch of different areas you know um i you know i was very invested in in local and and all that when i had my spot and you know even when i've had my restaurants within the corporate realm i've done whatever i could to be to have my hand on the pulse supporting local whether it be farmers whether it be um uh, youtube um just any way i possibly can so I always love the corporate world. I love the security of it. You know that, Dom. I, yeah. I thrive in that world. It's it's good for me. But I also love the idea of growing a New Mexico-based business. And Jim Long, he's a big dog, but he's he's very much homegrown. And um, I love the idea of that business, that company being in sort of it compared to the in the hotel realm in in its infancy. You know, and yeah. um, Gilbert approached me for a, for a position, you know, to come and join his corporate team where, you know, I'm going to have the ability to sort of just like oversee and help help out all these different hotels and, and um, be a part of like the growth of the of this, this company and represent New Mexico while doing it. Yeah. So my specialty is corporate, you know, world cooking and high, high volume and, and um, hotels and, and all that and now I get to do it for a company that's based out of New Mexico and um, you know I never thought I would I thought I was gonna have to leave the state in order to kind of get to the next level in my career and the fact that an opportunity came within my home state with uh, with a guy who Gilbert um, Aragon you know chef is an amazing yeah. guy and I'm super excited to work with him and I worked with him downtown he was my sous chef in uh, 2000 and I think 2007 or maybe 2008 I don't know uh, but he was my chef down there and he's gone and done great things and you know the opportunity to join his team and be a part of 
you know, Lisa, she's part of the corporate team there too, and she was with me in my venture, and Lisa's my right hand, so I'm so excited to go back and join her yeah. and Gilbert, you know, really excited. Man, it's a... Congratulations. Yeah. Right. Thank you. So just let's see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's, it's crazy. Just, just all the different avenues that um, that our industry can take you, and how how much different like the these little worlds are. You know, of culinary, the corporate world uh, versus um, you know being a private sector. Yeah, you know, being yeah. a uh, corporate chef or for a company or whatever, creating all their recipes to a line cook, you know, like all these different, um, it's just, it's, it's awesome. Man. I mean, I'm, I'm blessed to have you two guys as friends or whatever. You don't get to have little, little peeks and win, uh, into your guys' windows and your worlds and see how you guys are, um, doing it and, and how you guys interpret everything that you see, you know, and you put it on a plate, you know, or you put it in, into a recipe or something. You know, um, I'm really grateful for that, man, and, and grateful for the uh, uh, the chef community that we have out here. Because I feel like I feel like in a like in a lot of other states, like there's there's like these little like bickerings and shit like that. But I don't feel like like we have that out here. I feel like for the most part, we're all very supportive of one another. You know, and just we don't get to each other. Yeah, like I yeah. mean. I think we all kind of like recognize, you know, us getting like some steam. Uh, it sucks that this whole Corona thing is kind of like put a, a like pause to all of that, you know, like uh, yeah. that yeah. video the game. The momentum that we all had was big, you know. Yeah, that, um, you know, we just bring you more attention to um, to our state, you know. Um, I think that's really, that's really beautiful, man. We're all very very much supportive of anybody that's trying to represent New Mexico, you know, or, or getting put on a pedestal or, or given the opportunity to represent us. Well, New Mexico is getting noticed, I think, on a lot of, on a lot of levels, you know what I mean? And I think now with us even being one of the safest, I think it's going to, after all this is done, it's going to blow up. Yeah, this is yeah the rural <laughs> areas are, are what's saving us, you know. Um, Albuquerque is pretty much on par with the rest of the country, um, um, the big city-wise, but the rest of the, the towns that are small and few and far between are what's helping and the, and the um, people are very safe. They're closing their borders to the towns. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. I, I took a ride through through Hemis up to um, Los Alamos and um, the there's literally roadblocks. There's there's cement barricades blocking the roads in and out of these towns. Wow. So if you if you if you grew up on the highway where your where your your family's property was on the, off the highway you're able to leave but if you grew up in your your house was in the within the pueblos um confines you're you can't leave because there is cement barriers and police officers out there wow you know so they're safe you know yeah. and, and, and that that's a that's something that you can't do you can't do that in america because we're free but we don't realize that those that thing is gonna hurt us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Doing that, you know, yeah. And, and this whole freedom stuff and like take it serious if you're gonna go outside and you know use your precautions if you're gonna go to the store. And I see people going to the store like in pairs and in triples, and I'm like, why are you going with someone? Just go by yourself. Yeah. One person goes, risks it, cleans up, comes back, and, and everyone will will survive this. But too many people are 
just being like, okay, one time we'll go, we'll do this, we'll follow precautions 80% of the time, but you don't realize how dangerous it is that 20% of the time. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I try to hit the stores, like, except for like this last couple times I've gone, but like, if I go to like for groceries or anything like that, dude, or Lowe's for anything from the garden, I'm there at six o'clock in the morning when nobody's there. Yeah, I've got, I've got asthma, I'm I've got diabetes. So I'm at risk. I, I don't feel sick, never do. I'm, I'm, I'm stronger than ox, but my wife has gone to the store every time I haven't gone into a store. Yeah. And, and besides that, my wife takes care of me, so I haven't gone to the store in years. Yeah, yeah. But that's the point. You know what I'm saying? I always go to the store, babe. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, I can't go and be as effective as her there. It's not because she's taking care of me, it's because she doesn't want me to go mess things up. So yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. More, it's more for her than it is for me. <laughs> uh, I go get all the brand name stuff, you know. She'll be like, you don't pay a single dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to that corporate budget, girl. Come on, bro. You know, you get the extra, the EVOO. <laughs> That's fucking funny, man. So what, so what have you guys been doing with your time specifically? Have you come up with any other hobbies? Have you, like, had any other, like, passions that you, or things that you like to do that you've been able to spend more time in? Dude, I've uh, fucking built a chicken coop, so I have three big ass chickens now. Wow, that's awesome. I built a greenhouse, a garden. Fucking Let me tell you though, this is all in a week and a half. First week and a half, I did this shit. Who was that? Who was that person on PBS? That that dude, that uh, that home improvement guy, Bob Ross? Or, no, not Bob, Bob Ross. Bob Villa. Bob Villa. Yeah. Yeah. I did it all. <laughs> I mean, the garage is clean. I can walk in there, I can kick back in my garage. Like, God, shit, this is a dump. I the house. I've been the yard me. as well as I'd like to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can't sit here. I have to, like, work eight hours. If I don't work eight hours, I don't feel like I get shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For so sure. that's what I do. I go outside and I work all day. Yeah. That's awesome. You're going to inspire me. I need to get my shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we built my my for my grandson's birthday. I just built him a uh, a damn house. Yeah. I put screens on it this morning. So wow. Some, I made him his own yard. I found my birthday. <laughs> so I'm gonna hurt tomorrow. That's crazy. Well, you just try to keep my mind going, man. Cause if not, I get I get super depressed, dude. I get super depressed. Have you guys already turned on your ACs? Huh? Have yeah, you guys already turned on your AC? Yeah. It's just been on for two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> fucking day, man. I I started feeling it today. Like, holy shit, man! I better get up there and fucking get it done. Yeah, we did it. Swamp coolers. Is that what you guys are rocking? The swamp coolers? Yeah, my my swamp cooler sucks. Yeah. It's actually really, it's actually really good right now. It's got service. So. Yeah, mine dumps. It's just like a fucking like old fucking refrigerator. It just dumps the air just in one spot. Just fucking ice cold air in just one spot of the fucking house because this motherfucker has refrigerated air I don't even have oh, oh nice man <laughs> that's my one luck on my she's house li- so. she's living that good life with that, <laughs> with that refrigerated air we're both shiny and you're like perfect complexion not sweating at all I'm shiny right now I know man. 70 degrees in my house right now bro <laughs> fucking <laughs> oh man that's the one thing I'm looking for man in my house everything yeah. else well, it needs some work, but that's the one thing I'm looking for, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I mean, um, 
yeah, kind of when this whole thing went down, I um, things I was still operating out of the food truck because what happened over there at AIK, um, they basically like raised the rent on us. They they didn't schedule the meeting until it was like a couple days before we were to, to re-sign the lease, and so they um, they had we had this meeting and then they slide the number over to us about what they want us to pay per month and i was like that's seven times what we were paying you know that's that's crazy wow yeah so you isn't it isn't it crazy that that this happened otherwise you'd be in that mess right now i know you know i mean so uh everything happens for a reason that's kind of why i go back to fucking i just i don't hold on to how long were you how long were you in there uh since january so 11 months we had there no, 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 I'm sorry, 10 months. 11 months on 11 months was, so I would love to see what the revenue was, the 11 months you were there, and the 11 months prior. Yeah. Just to see what, what, you brought that, what you brought into them. They, you they, know, they saw it. You know? I would love to see what that was, that number was. You know, you know and so, like, I knew they wanted, that they were going to want more or whatever, but, so I kicked them back in the, uh, another number, and I was like, this is what we can afford, and I think that's fair. We could sign a deal that it's going to increase this much in the, the next years. Like, I wanted, 10 years, if you want, you know? Yeah, I wanted to work with yeah. them, but they, they just, uh, like, we basically had that other kitchen and the food truck, like, as our other card you know so we were like if they take this number then great if not then that's all right then this is what we're gonna do i'm just gonna start operating the food truck and so uh, yeah I, I was you know my biggest worry in the whole thing was that uh was having to fire my staff you know like and having to let them go yeah. during that thing um but what i was grateful for was they actually took on my staff so they uh <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's my house. <laughs> I was like, where's that coming from? Um, yeah, they uh, they didn't want to do it or whatever, so so we I jumped back in the food truck and just started operating operating like uh, like I've always have been, you know, like how I started the other uh, AIK was I just was working by myself, cashier and cook, you know, and, and just kind of doing that. And that kind of style, for some reason, because it... I kind of am a bit of a hermit too, <laughs> you know. Sometimes, and yeah. so even like, even like uh, working in crowded kitchens or whatever, never liked it. But I'm I'm okay like working by myself, and that's actually kind of kind of good for me, you know. Maybe just the the speed and and the way I like things done, you know. Uh, it's hard for somebody else to to just pick that up, you know. When I need it, when I'm just hiring for the short labor, you know. So I, I'm kind of blessed in the situation that I was in of where I just had to just keep doing what I was doing, you know? So, uh, and then technology finally came out where now we got, now uh, people can order online and I can get it on the screen in, in my little food truck. And, That's amazing. Yeah, and so it really came through. Uh, and so I just used that. So it was just me just doing all my prep, you know, set up like, right, like eight hours of prep and then doing a, a 12 hour day for service and stuff like that and just repeating that like four, four, uh, three or four times a week, you know? And uh, I've been able to just like keep my boat afloat. So I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is I'm just grateful that I have only had to worry about myself, you know? Cause I can, I can understand like Amiri, like your, your business was, you know, employing a lot of people 
and uh, you know like say you were still working for the Hyatt like you know it employs a lot of people and like just having to to be the person to to tell those people that that I can't help you out right now you know um, that was kind of eating at me like uh, and I really just felt for for all of you guys you know and having to do that so no. I think that's the hardest part of that is that we always have an answer for everything though. We always have, okay, well, we didn't make this much money today, but I know everything will be okay tomorrow. Yeah. And you know what I mean? We always have an answer of when we're going to come back, what's going to happen, how this is going to get paid, and all this shit. But when all this stuff happened, there was no answers for nobody. Yeah, yeah. There was no way to tell them. Yeah, we did. We didn't have answers ourselves, so you know, it's, it's, there's nothing scarier than, than being the person who they always come to. 80% of the time for answer for the correct answer they come to you yeah and for you not to be able to have something for them is it's helplessness bro. Yeah. I've been through it before you know and it's shitty it's very very tough it's um can I tell you something real quick yeah I still dream about a fucking pork belly from your goddamn restaurant <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know like if if that, that, that restaurant. You're talking to Ernesto, right? I just want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, I'm like, you're talking to two chefs over here. Like, you're like, I. doing some random cooking at home or anything like that have you like came up with something recently that you were like really like fucking wow like like a home recipe something that you never tried before and just kind of made up like I made cinnamon rolls and pizza at, at home for the first time I had never done that at oh yeah home. so it was really um, it was mm-hmm. fun it was fun to smell like the yeast working in dough yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I never get to smell that so it's that's really cool. I liked it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I don't know. At home, I think I've just been cooking. But, like, nothing crazy. I think I just, Mama, beans, chile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been eating beans, too, a lot. We love it. We love beans. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I've been smoking some meat and stuff like that, but nothing, like, crazy out of the box. Except for the sandwich I made the other day. Did you get that? She said she's been smoking the meat. But nothing crazy out of the box. You guys, I don't fucking smoke meat. That's just like, that's not a normal thing. You <laughs> come over. Just been, been braising some bomb ass brisket lately, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you should just do to my bacon what I did, what you do to all your meat, and it'll be better than my bacon. Yeah. Hey, mom, did you come get that char shoe the other day? No, I didn't go get it. Fuck. Yeah. That was some bad shit. My kimchi came out sick. Yeah. Jeez. I made that kimchi. Oh my god, came out badass, bro. I'm pretty proud of that one. With cabbage. Yep. And then what did you put in there? You put the? Did you get the uh, like the shrimp paste? No, I didn't put that because that makes it too strong for me. I just used fish sauce, cabbage, 
um, the gochujang, some fresh ginger, fresh barley, the water, and I soak the cabbage and I drain the cabbage. Yeah. Wow. Left it for 24 hours. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't want to make this your face because you know people are weird. Yeah. So I don't want to make it too strong for everybody. Yeah, yeah. But my girl, my girl Miyuki said it was the shit. She would take it all home. The, the fish sauce? The meat, I did it with brisket because normally I do the charge two with pork, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, and I have I had a brisket because I'm trying to be fucking, you know, because I couldn't get everything else. <laughs> so I did it with the brisket. Oh my god, it came out so tender, bro! Like stupid. That's awesome. Man. And then with the jalapenos and radishes and the cilantro and green onion, mm. it was on point. That's fucking awesome, man. Throw a fried egg on it. Oh, I got it. I gotta start getting inventive because right now we don't know when we're gonna get what meat right now. What's it's your, getting expensive. What's what is your guys's uh, most underrated New Mexican food? What's my underrated? The most underrated New Mexican food. What what food isn't praised enough? Like on the menu. Chile, Chile rellenos. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like a, my my uh, steward, a member of Parro. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, the dishwasher in Corbin, she makes the best chile rellenos you've ever had in your life, bro. Really? They're, no, they're, the, they're like the best thing ever. They <laughs> just have cheese, they've got the egg whites, they're fried, and then she puts like a tomato red chili salsita over it. It's like yeah. very Mexicano. Yeah. Oh, it's the best oh, fuck fucking it. ever, dude. That fucking sounds ever. amazing. What do you think, Marie? I don't know, dude. I'm gonna say like chile con carne, like just chili, red chili and pork. Yeah. Cool. So that, you know what I mean? Like you can't. Yeah. There's that's the most comforting food on earth is to have a bowl of red chili and pork and a tortilla and a slice of chicken. Do you ever go to El Dorado Bakery? Oh, uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, it's down there on uh, what is it, Cesar Chavez and and Broadway, or is it um Gibson? Oh, it's further down with Gibson Poses? Yeah, it's, it's either Cesar Chavez and and um, Broadway or or Gibson and Broadway, right where those. You have to be Gibson because yeah, because uh, if Cesar yes. Chavez has yes. a different one, it has to be oh, yeah. where Gibson ends, right? Yes. Okay, I've Baker. seen it, but I didn't stop. You go go in there and get the the it's like the chile rojo or something. It's red chili pork in a tortilla. Oh shit! Oh, that's the best <laughs> fucking burrito. <laughs> <on the planet. laughs> It makes your panza happy. Yeah. It has potatoes in it, but it's hot. Oh, my mom has potatoes in it. Oh, <laughs> so hot. Oh, dude, you, you go oh, have it. It's going to change you. Oh, yeah, man. I wonder if I'm going to have to find out. Like, I think they are open. They have to be. Those, those dudes are bites dude. They're, they don't fucking oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. You just ring the, you just ring the bell. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they have that big old, that, they have a giant um, oven. Yeah. It's like the size of... It's like 20 feet long, and it just goes long, and they make, they make bolillo rolls. I mean, that's the, the, the oh, key thing at Captain Inn was from there, the, the bolillo rolls. Oh, shit. Mm. Nice. I used to buy them fresh every day. Yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> I would go there every day and buy them from the guy. As they were coming out of the oven, dude, straight up. That's badass, dude. He's a bad hope It was crazy. Like, I'd be one on the way to work and then go and make steaks and... That, 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 those guys told me they would build me one of those ovens. No, I wanted. They're brothers, dude. They're brothers. The bakery, bakers, they're amazing. El Dorado. You know the one that, like the carousel? It goes like the carousel? No, this thing is a giant Orno, dude. It's long. Oh, and it 
Okay, it could be made wood burning or it had to have a gas burner into it. Uh, and they stick the long bread poles and they pull their, their loaves of bread out dang. and their long rolls and they just break them into the bolillo rolls. I better find out tomorrow if they're Dude, you they, every single day. It's like they have all the Mexican pastries and all that shit. They sell out every day. Damn. Churros. Fresh churros. Let's go on a date, guys. Let's do it. Dude, we should go fucking meet there if it's open. And so that should be the uh, the beginning scene to your show, uh, Let's Make a Sandwich. Or what did you say? Let's go. What, what's yeah, it? We're going to make that show. You're going to come on it. You can bring me to Pork Valley, okay? Uh, no, my is it is it let's let's make a sandwich? What is it called? Those carnitas tacos you make, Corona, are my favorite. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, those are the ones that are my favorite. Those are my favorite. It used to be the fish, but when I ate the carnita ones, totally changed my world. Yeah, man. Oh. It's that extra. It's that extra. Like I I roast them off, you know, all night, and then I uh, I uh, keep them in their fat. I basically confit them, you know, ah. and then I just have those sitting on the steamer. But then I put them on the griddle. And pour some butter on them, you know, and then so they get all oh, nice and crispy. Fucker. You get all those crispy and crispy soft They're bits. Fucking bad as fuck. That caramelization, man. Yeah, that's that. That's why I call them the crispy uh-huh. carnitas, man. I try to watch you every fucking time on there in the truck watching you. Go <laughs> <laughs> I, I move too fast, hey. Fucking. Like fucking lightning. Oh lightning my god, man. Yeah, so it's been pretty gnarly, man. Like. uh doing that you know like when you're doing it by yourself you know i mean but you gotta you gotta be one of those chefs who love that fucking rush man and being being yeah. on that line you know and and throwing down all those steaks you know so it's doing some wear and tear on my body but it uh it's it's fucking just brings you back every time you're in there and, and time just just goes by in a flash you know you fucking have 50 orders in front of you Fuck yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. You feel, you feel glorious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a couple... Well, there was a couple days, like, as I was getting used to it, you know, like, being in that new spot, like, we really picked a good spot for our, our first uh, location. Because um, that, that neighborhood really welcomed us. Was that? Charmway and Candelaria? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's close to me, dude. Yeah, it's. Is it where the old meetings was? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, the bridges, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, when I go to my mom's, I gotta go see you. Yeah, is your mom's right there? Oh, your mom lives up there. My mom is like, I grew up. I went to my dad's house, graduated from there. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So Everybody... I, my mom lives right there, like at Lomas and Lomas and Morris. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, it's a, it's a good thing then that you like your that you like going to see your family. So I'll see you more often. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm imagining I'm gonna be there. What's your projected day? Uh, are you already hundred hours a week? Uh, projected start. Is, yeah. Well, are you already built out? No, we uh, we just did the cl- they did the plumbing and then they uh, just laid the concrete back. So they're gonna stain the concrete. And then we're gonna start building up from there. So projected, I want to say mid July, is when we'll look at okay. opening. You know, so not far, man. Yeah. So I mean, so getting in over there at AIK had um, uh, gave me opportunity for uh, to be seen. You know, is is really what I had always eva- imagined that, and that's how it actually played out. Was um, that it was just a, a platform. You know, it was a karaoke stage to get up there, 
this is this is what I could do. And then somebody saw me, you know, and then so uh, an investment group had approached me, you know, and uh, it's really just a group of partners and basically that we're all going to be equal partners and uh, I don't come in with anything. I'm the sweat equity, but uh, I, I made my salary. I worked my salary into the, um, you know, the, uh, the profits and stuff that we're going to be making. Um, and and that's it. So I'll be earning my salary, and then at the end of the year, collect, you, collect my dividends. Do you still get to have the food truck or no? Say again? Do you still get to have the food truck? No. So that was going to be part of the clause that um, basically this is why I didn't go with Dia de los Tacos for this. It was um, so that I didn't lose that in this partnership, you know. So uh, that's why we changed the name is so um, we can do like a What's no compete, no compete no clause or whatever, basically. So for two years, yeah. I can't do tacos or burgers or I can't have any other taco burger affiliation while working this team, you know. So um, that's why I decided, like, we'll just create something completely new so that way I don't lose Dia de los Tacos. So whether something happens in the partnership where we don't get along and decide to split, then two years down the road, at least I still have Dia de los Tacos. Uh, yeah. But but taco. So are you closing that for now, or is Raul going to continue that? Uh, I'm closing. I'm not going to be operating the truck. So Raul can. You know, uh, we're going to split that partnership into. They have their food truck business, and Ohana Hut is part of a business that I now own too. Or whatever. Right. So so I'll share. I'll be a partner in this venture with them. You know, for the three of us, and then Ohana Hut. I'm also a partner with. You know, so we kind of have our little group here. Um, but, but yeah, so Raul then has, uh, which I think he's, he's getting, he's been itching, man. He's tired of making sushi over there. He kind of wants to, he wants to do something else right now. You know, he's a, he's a culinary beast, man. He wants, he wants to cook, you know? And so, uh, he's been thinking of different ideas. He's been really wanting to do some barbecue. So I think, um, we're going to work out a situation where we have, Ohana Hut working on its own, you know, with a manager and stuff like that. And then Raul yeah. will probably exit there and do his food truck thing to earn his salary. Wow, yeah. that's so fun. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so. We're going to have to talk because I got a couple offers coming up. Yeah. People are talking to me about, so you're already knowing what about all these contracts. So I'm probably going to need your help, babe. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I mean, that's that's what we're all about. But I don't want to be able to go to Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, because we work too hard for our name. You know what I mean? We exactly. work too hard for our yeah. Exactly. You know, somebody and I, come in with cash to take it all away from you. I, th- I that's, agree. That's yeah. the smart thing. That I'm so glad that you didn't give the idea to the tacos, bro. No, absolutely. Um, and and this team, like they're they're really understanding. You know, we uh, it's a really good relationship. You know, it's it's not like what one would think of. You know, just silent investors or whatever, and just expect me to go run and do everything. This team is people that are good in in um all of the their little areas you know so all i have to do is just worry about the kitchen and staffing and training and stuff like that so um we have people that are talented with creating the artwork and stuff like that and so people that are good with negotiating the the lease contracts i like the idea that you have an equal partnership because you know that um that allows for them not to come in and creatively you know, kind of stray you away from what you're doing. That's a, that's a cool thing. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and then we work in those other incentives as far as like, uh, 
quotas, you know, if we if we reach certain numbers, then I get a bonus, you know. So yeah. it's really good to come in, this, you know, to a situation where um, just knowing that this is well, part of my vision was having this entrepreneurship like fire burning inside of me, but then still not feeling like I've had enough knowledge, you know. So going out and getting this knowledge, you know, has kind of been the my lineage of, of my choice of direction as me going as a chef, right. you know. So I've learned like all these little different aspects of it and now have applied to my own entrepreneurship and, um, you know, really understanding the bigger picture of kind of like how I'm going to zoom out, you know, more and be more of just like the person coaching this chef over here, you know, because he's going to be the, yep. the one running this location. And then this chef over here, you know, I get to really start to be that coach, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tell you right now, you know, it's a lot of letting go. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I mean, and I'm definitely it's like being the able. the hard part is trusting people to do what you do. No, absolutely. And, and to what you want them to do, like, you know how you do it. So that's what, yeah. I mean, I've noticed that with my own stuff is like letting go and just trusting. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. But so you're going with, to where all you want to It gives with the individual that you let in your doors, too. You know, you have to make sure that you're hiring people who are, they have the mental capacity and the, you know, sort of when it gets really hard is like when you have to be the calmest and a lot of people are like real hot-headed during that time. Yeah. You have to make sure you find individuals who are like very calm and, and collected and able to you know, do their best. Cause like I get kind of crazy sometimes. You can only have one or two crazy asses in the kitchen. You can't have a bunch of them because it'll get really, really, really wild fast. And you know, you have to, the way you let go is by bringing the right people in. I had to let go of a, a coordinator right before I left Hyatt. Yeah. I was moved into the banquet kitchen, which was a humongous opportunity for me. But like you said, like I've always been able to claim I'm a hotel guy and this and that, but I've always been a restaurant hotel guy. Yeah. To go in banquets is a different beast. High volume cooking with the way with the way they you know, you have EOs coming in, you have the eighteen day going on. Yeah. You're you're getting change logs and things that are changing every single day about parties and, and functions that are happening tomorrow and you have to set up these kitchens, these coolers a certain way to be prepared for the next because you're not working yeah. the breakfast shift the next day. Yeah. So you have to prepare the breakfast guys. Yeah, it's a bunch of stuff. So just to learn it and all that was, was a huge opportunity. But I had to let go of coordinated, which was like the only thing I've known for the last few years. And it was hard, you know, yeah. it was like really difficult to to not be a part of the last few services in coordinated, maybe ever now yeah. that I'm looking at it, you know. Um, right. Um, there was the last couple of dinner services there that I was not a part of. Wow. You know, and that's crazy to think about that. It might not ever be a restaurant again. And I didn't even work the last two services. Right. And it was my menu and, and that stuff. So just letting go is, you know, it's, it's, it's humongous. But you guys are letting go for the right reasons. You're letting go because your your businesses are growing and they're your businesses, you know. Yeah. You know, you just have to, I had to realize, like, from my restaurant, you know, there's been chefs here before me. There are going to be chefs here after me. So just let it go, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Nah. It's not a big deal. <laughs> just, just let it go. How do you feel, Come on. Rory? It's just gonna happen whether you're there or not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, Marie. What did you do earlier today? You said it was your uh, your nephew's birthday. Yeah, 
Oh, right, my so grandson's birthday. Your grandson, what, what am I saying? My grandson, your nephew. Wow. <laughs> he turned four on Thursday. Yeah. So I got him yesterday, so he spent the night with me yesterday. And I had him all day. He drives me crazy. And my daughter was having just a little, little like grandma, grandpa birthday party there. Yeah. For two of his little, two of his little cousins that are four. Oh, so that's awesome. three little babies. And grandmas, great grandmas, grandpas. You know what I mean? Best you could do right now, yeah? <laughs> That's it. Well, he's happy with everything. He didn't want to go. He didn't, he didn't like you, my house, when he was here. Yeah. So my wife, can't you just go get all my birthday stuff and bring it over here? Because I don't want to go. <laughs> he's, like, he's a grandma's boy. So we did that. Saw my family, dude. And it was nice to sit out on the porch and laugh with everybody. No, I bet. So today was, uh, today was a beautiful day, dude. And t- is anything even better hanging out with you guys? Hey, man. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah. Huh? Uh, well, me and Dom, we sneak together at the store, but we talk for like five minutes and then we're, you know what I mean? <laughs> You know how it is, man. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of have all my timing worked out, and so when I meet people out or whatever, I'm like, oh shit, like conversation starts going. I'm like, I, I really gotta go. <laughs> you know, Chris, I, I got the beans on the stove at home, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't let him go. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you know I was his side chick? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for uh, sitting and and uh, rapping with me. Uh, this has been fun, you know. Um, I don't know why I haven't done it more during this whole quarantine thing. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, I've been going through a bunch of different things. Um, you know, just kind of feeling the world's pain, and uh, you know, for a little bit, and just deciding, you know what, I can can't stop now. You know, take a deep breath and, and get back on the horse. You know, and let's keep moving forward. Moving. Let's just uh, get get that hamster forward. wheel going again. No. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, you know, and, and we'll all continue evolving together, and um, you know, New Mexico will will keep uh, working together to to yeah, get through we'll this. Yeah, everyone will, everyone will return, and you know, hopefully, some normality in the next few months. Absolutely, keep on keeping on. That's it. Well, uh, I think it's that, that all of us are all of us feel the same way. We're not crazy. Absolutely. I think sometimes when I think I'm fucking nuts, when I talk to everybody else, I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I and it's kind of like a calming thing to me talking to you guys to know that I'm not I'm not nuts and I'm not feeling some yeah, type of weight so. because that's how I feel. No, absolutely. And, and you know, close. we, yeah. we close to the same way. Yeah. Us as yeah. chefs, we kind of have that tendency too to kind of like, you know, like, like not talk all the time, you know? And so, um, you know, it's kind of like normal sometimes to even then like to just not, like you don't see it as, uh, as anything to... Um, to not talk to each other for a while, you know, but it, it feels really good too, and and we should try to make more habit of doing it more, you know, and just getting on calls yeah. with one another and checking in with each other. I think it's good for, uh, like I said, you know, those people with ADD and stuff to um, just help cope and, and keep their brains active, you know. Rather than What's the most people you can get on this? Say again. What's the most people you can get on this? Uh, ah, shit. I don't know. I think I've seen them as much as like what, like maybe three across, three across, three down. Like a bunch of there. Nine, yeah, nine people. I'd say you could get about get, nine people. You could gather a meet together, you know what I mean, and have a bunch of chefs come and just just say hello for fifteen or twenty minutes one day, you know. Absolutely. Organize it and invite people and use your social media platforms to invite people and then send the codes out to everyone you have the number, your phone number to, all the chefs you have phone numbers to, and then let's just have a day where everyone just gets together, chat. 
says hello, and then we're out back to our normal lives. But Absolutely. Just, so we can see each other's faces. So I can say hi to my dad, or yeah. you know what I mean? Like say hi to, to Mark, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone can see each other. Give your cooks, everyone. Absolutely. You know? Not, As many people as they can do. Do it. Yeah. I never do it before. You have to organize it, don't you? <laughs> Onward. <laughs> Chef of the year 2020. Thank you guys again for doing this, man. Um, you know, stay safe. Um, you know, stay, stay strong. You know, let's, uh, let's keep it up. Let's talk more. I love you guys. We'll do love you, bro. Peace out. Later. Peace Bye. out. Right. Bye, baby. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Hey, you got my number, Ernesto. This is my number, Dominic. Okay. So put it down. All right. Love you, baby. Thank you, bye. And that was the episode. Let's talk about it with Dominic Valenzuela. Thanks to my guests, Ernesto Duran and Marie. Thank you all who listened. Um, I hope uh, you all are staying safe. And, you know, God bless everybody. Peace.